This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome, everybody, to Behind the Braves, presented by Jostens, the official podcast of the Atlanta Braves. I'm Ricky Mast, Atlanta Braves Digital Media Content Manager, joined here across the table in the Atlanta Conference Room here in our offices at Truist Park by Director of Braves Alumni Relations, Greg McMichael. Greg, we are... uh, Boy, we've just had a fantastic June of Braves baseball, and we're going to have our buddy Kevin McAlpin from 680 The Fan on to talk about everything that's transpired and what could be coming up, coming down the pipeline, some injury updates, and all kinds of stuff that are all things current Braves that we're really excited to talk about. I'll tell you when the team's playing this well, it's sure it's just it's fun to talk. It's it's always fun to talk baseball, but when things are going well, it's even that much more fun to talk about uh, Braves baseball. Did want to throw out this that uh, our, our partners at Jostens they've been so great to work with and is our presenting our presenting sponsor. And if you haven't had a chance to go over to jostenscom slash Braves yet, you got to go over and check. There's all kinds of really cool merch that's inspired by both the World Series and the World Series ring which, of course, Jostin's, you know, designed in conjunction with the Braves and our design team. A lot of really cool stuff. So I just got it up here right now, Greg, just looking at it. And it's whatever price point you're looking at, there's something here for you. You want mix and match earrings for 40 bucks? They got them. World Series Braves earrings. You got a championship charm necklace, key rings, pendants, necklaces, bracelets, all kinds of stuff. And that's just in the women's collection. All right. So let me click here on the men's collection. See, you got the the limited edition ring. That's for everybody. That's if you got twenty five grand, you want to you want yourself a Braves World Series <laughs> ring. You got it. Significantly less than that is our beloved paperweight that you and I both just are fascinated by and love. So again, Jostens.com slash Braves. Really, really cool stuff on there. I know people here in the office. Uh, have bought have bought a lot of gear and a lot of merch off of here just because it's so cool. So check it out, jostens.com slash Braves, and thanks to them for supporting Behind the Braves. Uh, Greg, you've got a lot of cool stuff coming up this summer that you're working on. You've got a whole lot on your plate these days. What what all you got going on right now? Yeah, we are knee-deep in a lot of things we're doing in the amateur market. So we've got our kids' camps going on, baseball, softball, all around Atlanta. We, st- we don't have any more spots in baseball. We definitely have spots left in softball. So so check us out. Go to braves.com slash clinics. We'd love to have you come out. we got some young ladies who are teaching softball that we're supporting with uh, college players uh, around the country. And they're working with a group called TPM Fast Pitch. And uh, they know their stuff. And we really appreciate them. We're, we're supporting them. And, and they're helping us run our camps this summer. So check that out. Uh, we also have uh, Alumni Weekend coming up which is going to be at the end of July. Real excited about this year. We're going to be we're going to be highlighting the 1982 team. Started 13 and 0, set a major league record, and uh, we've got guys like Dale Murphy and Bruce Benedict and Jerry Royster and Brett Butler, uh, Gene Garber. So some great names that uh, I grew up watching on TBS uh, when I'd come home from uh, high school and, and get to watch the games at night. So real excited about having them having them back because it's the 40 year anniversary. Hard That's to awesome. believe. 40 year anniversary. 
love to have them. Uh, I'm love love talking to them about uh, getting back here. So it'll be great for our fan fan base, and hope you guys come out and check us out. We'll be here July 29th and 30th. So we'll do our parade on the 29th with roll call on the field, and the 30th autographs for all the fans, free autographs with a baseball card. We're going to give you, and then we're going to go into our home run derby. So we've got uh, Team Frenchy versus Team Jordan, and uh, they're going to pick their alumni to uh, do a live uh, on Bally. We're going to do a live uh, home run derby. Should be a lot of fun. And then right after that, we get to go into our Hall of Fame inductions where we're inducting Joe Torre from the 1982 team and Leo Mazzoni from the 1992 team, which, by the way, is 30-year anniversary. And then Joe Adcock, who unfortunately is no longer with us but played in Milwaukee, uh, was a great first baseman. So should be a lot of fun that weekend. And then we'll finish it up with a live podcast on Sunday. And right now, uh, the guest is TBD. Uh, working on that that person so uh from hopefully the 1982 team so anyway yeah a lot of stuff going on this summer real excited about all the work that we're doing in softball and baseball here in the in and around the southeast and by the way we got our championships for our braves country battles at wills park we'll have over 100 teams in alpharetta uh, next week next weekend so if you haven't signed up for that and you're looking for a place to play we'd love to have you we'll have some alumni out there on friday night me included uh working with the kids and their skills challenge but uh, you can go to 17tournaments.com and see our braves country battle Oh, that's awesome. That's really great. All across the board, you work the work you're doing there. I love that you're highlighting the 82 team for Alumni Weekend this year. I think people of my generation, we love celebrating those 90s teams, and those are such a special part of our, our childhood and like my upbringing. But I will tell you, one of my favorite guests we've had on Behind the Braves in our four years is when we had Bruce Benedict on. Mm-hmm. And I think it was because it was just a name I had heard, but he played before my time. He was on that 82 team and some of those earlier teams in the 80s. And to hear, to get to know him or to hear a little bit about his career and his journey and then I remember I'll never forget as long as you and I are doing this show one of my favorite moments was hearing him talk about what it meant for him to be be an all-star and to go to the all-star game and how he was emotional about it even almost four day, decades late, later mm-hmm. how much that still meant to him and that was one of my that's one of my favorite moments in the history of this show and so I just love that the 82 team is going to get some some extra love this year and it's it's well deserved yes. because they have a special place in this this franchise baby blue that's right. Love those unis. <laughs> um, and I love that you're not only doing baseball, but also softball clinics. My twin younger sister is 13 years younger than me, so there's a pretty big age gap there. Some of my favorite life memories are watching them play softball mm. in the springs and summers, just all throughout their, their upbringing. Of course, they're fully grown and they're in their mid-20s now and have jobs. But at some point, if I become a father, I hope I do, I, I would love to be a girl dad and have a, have a girl that plays there softball. That's one of my, well, my most sport. cherished things. It's great. great it's awesome. Okay, well, let's get into it here. We've got, our as I mentioned at the top of the show, our buddy Kevin McAlpin from 680 The Fan on. He does such a great job every day uh, on the radio with the pregame and postgame show. Uh, he's, he's one of the best. Uh, we, we love having him on and we talk all things 2022 Braves so let's get right into it here he is Kevin McAlpin well we're coming to you live from the Atlanta conference room with uh I think one of a budding star of next year's of 2023 Braves fantasy camp yes Kevin McAlpin from 680 the fan the Atlanta Braves radio network he's going to be a rookie next year but he's going to be helping out with that we can get into that I know you're excited Kev Greg's excited Mm -hmm. uh we'll we'll talk a little about the Braves first the Atlanta Braves and then we'll get into oh yeah Yeah, that's who we work yeah yeah we probably (laughs) gotta gotta keep the lights on around here Kev I wanted to talk with you 
about Michael Harris II and his impact thus far. I don't, there's so many good things to talk about with this month of June that the Braves have had. I mean, there's, you could start, there's so many places you could start, like, but I want to start with him just because not that he's the sole reason things have kind of turned around and gone the way they've gone, but timing wise, if you look at when he came up and when the Braves sort of righted the ship, it's, it's right around that time. How big do you of an impact do you think that is just to have somebody, and Greg, you can comment on this too. I know you and I have talked about this on the show with, with what it was like having Andrew Jones play behind mm-hmm. you as a pitcher. What do you think of that impact has been like to have him out there every day in center field, A, and when, even when he got called up, I said, let him do what we know he can do in center field, bat him ninth, whatever he does at the plate, if he does anything, that's a bonus. He has far exceeded my expectations at the plate. So just overall, his impact on this team. It's been terrific, guys, and it's not just what he does himself. But it's also the impact he's had on Adam Duvall. He has been had the chance now to go play left and, and right field with Acuna being a little banged up. So his legs are a little fresher, which means he's a little bit better at the plate. So look, the numbers speak for themselves for Michael. The, the team is 21 and 8 in his starts uh, since he's come up. He's been up almost a month now. But look, I think we all felt like the outfield defense was one area that was uncharacteristically shaky uh, in the first couple of months of the season. We later find out Eddie Rosario can't see the baseball so he has to miss some time. Uh, you've got uh, Cunha, who's still working his way back, so you needed to get some better defense because that's a big reason to me why this team's been so successful the last four years. It's been their defense. They do a great job. They work hard with EY and Wash day in and day out, but man, the impact he's had, not only on the offense and the defense for him personally, uh, but what that's meant to Adam Duvall is being fresher. Adam's talked about it. He said he feels like he's got his legs more when he's at the plate, so uh, it's been fun to watch. You know, this kid's 21 years old. Uh, uh, this is very, you know, anti-Alex Anthopoulos with how typically they would say, you know what, let's give him some more seasoning in the minors. Let's see how he fares going to AAA. But I think this team was just looking for a spark, looking for anything to kind of kick him into gear. And look at the numbers. You won 20 of your first 25 games in the month of June. So again, like I said, the numbers really speak for themselves from the impact he's had on this team on both sides of the ball. Yeah, I was not, uh, that was not on my radar at all that he would even be coming up at all this year. Maybe, maybe a set September call up or something. But I'll be honest, I didn't even think that would happen. I just assumed that they were going to let him develop another year. So when I got that text that day that, hey, from media relations, like Harris is coming up tomorrow, I'm like, what? what? Michael Harris? <laughs> He's coming up. So kudos to Alex and Dana Brown for for mm. bringing him up when they did because that's been it's been amazing. I mean, Greg, as a pitcher, having somebody like that behind you in center field, is that how does, how does that impact? Like when you know you've got a guy like that back there that can go get it, mentally does that help you that much more as a pitcher? You know, sometimes I think that you – as a pitcher, it really bases it's based upon your style of pitching. Just speaking out of experience, the way we were built back in the '90s with a lot of sinker ballers outside of Smoltz and and um, you know Kevin uh, Kent Merker, it, we really were kind of guys who threw ground balls. So then the balls that got up tended to be on the end of the bat or they weren't hit really, really hard. And then me being an off-speed guy, I really needed that stuff behind third, short, second, first base, that that kind of no-man zone that if you're playing on the warning track, you have no chance of getting. David Justice played deep because he didn't feel comfortable going going back on the ball so but back then nobody wanted your guys to play deep because we thought if you the ball's hit over your head it's our fault right but that stuff in between if you can make it so if you think about Marquise and Otis and Andrew man they were they were unbelievable of getting that ball that was that was kind of fooled you because you thought it was hit hard but it was just kind of the dying quail and it was right behind second between second center field to me that's what saves pitchers 
And so I never want to see a guy playing so deep um, that they can't, they, that they're just going to catch everything up against the wall. You should be able to, there should be a happy medium there. But if I want you to cheat, I'd rather you cheat in. And that's what I love about Michael. And of course, you know, he's not determining exactly where he plays, but he's got so much speed that he makes up for a lot of that. Because they, they just play these guys deep in general. And I think whatever the numbers are saying and the analytics are saying, which, you know, I don't always buy into that because I think some of that's self-fulfilling prophecy, you know, we're going to shift everybody over and then they just, you know, they kind of hit it into the shift. And, um, you know, so there's some things like that, that I just, I'm a little bit skeptical on, but, but if I was ever pitching today or, you know, I would definitely be asking, Hey, do you think you could scoot in a little bit? You know, you got plenty of speed to get back to the wall, you know, but, it, but sometimes it's a little, if you get fooled on that pitch, that's, that's kind of dropping by in second, it's tough on you. But I know that these pitchers have got to love it. I mean, just the fact that, and, and I think to the average fan, it may be really difficult to understand why it's so hard or why Adam would feel like his legs are not underneath him. I mean, what's the difference between center field and left field? I mean, why are you, why are you exhausted? Why wouldn't Ronald be a center fielder? Why is he in right field? Why, why does that take such a toll on him? And I think that's a valid question. So you get a young guy out there, and if you ever seen a guy covers way more ground in center field, it's not that easy, and it will wear you out. And so to get a guy out there that can run like the wind and runs forever, and let those other guys just worry about power and and you know and playing a smaller piece of grass it uh over 162 games it means a lot he made a catch i think it was the sunday night game against the dodgers and i was sitting next to our, our beloved colleague mark bowman um beloved and, uh, that might be a bit of a stretch well <laughs> we, we dress it up as best we can here on behind the braves um uh, but he made it one catch that both of us he he, he ran back and, and got it and I was just kind of stunned because off the bat, I didn't think there was any. I didn't think there was any chance. And I looked at Bo and I said, "Bo, did you think he had any shot at that off the bat?" And he goes, "No, none." We were both sitting there kind of stunned because we're like, we, can't, "We can't believe he ran that one down." And it's it's impressive. It's just impressive. He to see makes every day. it seem like the ball dies. You know how because of his speed, you think, "Okay, that ball's going out. That ball's way in the gap." And then he runs it down like, "Wow, that ball must have hung up." <laughs> you know, yeah, right. but it really didn't. It's because he he tracked it down and he made that ball in the gap. But I mean, those gaps, they make this ballpark legitimate because those gaps are bigger. Right, because you can like you go to Chicago, the gaps are smaller, so the ball flies because that's where most of the balls hit. So if you got a guy that can go get it in the gaps, man, it, it makes it helps because we saw earlier on our defense was very poor, yeah. and we did not win a lot of ball games. And, you know, so if you're not hitting and your defense is poor, then that's one out of three things that have to happen, and you're going to struggle. But now all of a sudden, defense gets better, pitching stayed the same. And then all of a sudden, hitting goes up, and next thing you know, we have better re- best record in, in June. So it's not rocket science, right? But you defense should be the thing that you you do, and then you got a good chance defense and pitching, right? I think the one thing I've I've been really impressed with is his first step. I mean, you watch, you know, ball mm. off the bat, he's already moving, and I think for a 21 year old to have that kind of baseball instincts, to have that baseball IQ, where hey, you know, I got to go get this thing, or I'm coming in, and do I lay out for? It? I mean, there's some guys that would probably play those on a hop. You know, I've been in the big leagues for three weeks. I don't want to lay out and have a ball get past me. I just think he's fearless, and his first step is just, and he takes really, really efficient routes to the ball. There's just, there's so much to like about this young guy. Yeah. That was one of the things that set Andrew apart, too, right? That first step. Yeah. And Marquise, too. They just knew the spot to get to. Right. And um, there, that's, you know, that's just something you can't always teach. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of instincts there. And of course, speed makes up for a lot of it. 
you know, if you don't have a good first step. Mm-hmm. That Dion that happened with him wasn't he didn't have the same step, but um, but he could make up for it on the on the high end. So uh, one of the things I want to ask you is a little bit of an update of because we've got some guys that I've not heard anything about. Yeah, and I think about Inoa. I mean, this dude was our best pitcher last year until he broke his hand, and I've heard nothing about him. Do we know anything about what's going on with him? Is he just struggling, or where's he pitching? I mean, yeah, you know, I think the big thing for Enoa, and you're right, he where would the Braves have been last year without yeah. Oscar Enoa? Uh, and then he has the unfortunate incident where, as we all find out, uh, the uh, the walls and the dugout benches remain undefeated. Uh, <laughs> and that situation happened in Milwaukee. Uh, but you're right, you really don't hear a whole lot about him. He's made 11 appearances with Triple-A Gwinnett, and the numbers, he's got an ERA north of five. So mm. I think, you know, the big thing for Enoa, and I would say the same about guys like Kyle Muller and, and Bryce Elder and some of the other young guys we've seen come up and down, just the inconsistency with throwing enough strikes. And I think, again, when you come back from that injury, it's probably human nature, Greg, to, to say as a pitcher, hey, I need to try to make up for those three months I missed. Well, mm-hmm. that's not going to happen. Those three months are gone. You've got to start over and, and try to pick up where you left off. It's not easy to do, but I just think the, the, you know, the lack of consistency throwing way too many balls, way too many walks. Um, it's been a big reason why he's ended up back down at AAA. So, look, I'm not saying that uh, the Braves are, are moving on from him or forgetting about him or Tukey or any of the other guys, but um, certainly, you know, not finished products. And, and you know, with Enoa, at least he's got, a, you know, youth on his side where he's still young enough to make those kind of adjustments. So, you know, we'll see uh, We'll see where it leads to him. But uh, again, right now, with what you're getting from Spencer Strider, oh, man, I mean, you want to talk about another big oh surprise. Gosh. And he does it on Sunday Night Baseball against the Big Bad Dodgers. I mean, that to me, mm. we've seen some good ones for that outing, though, against Los Angeles to not get rattled in that situation, I thought was huge. So, um, again, I think they're just looking for, for consistency from these young guys. And so mm. far, you're getting that from, from Strider right now. Yeah. And I was going to say, isn't it nice to just have the set rotation every yeah. single day? I mean, remember, we went through a stretch. Well, we did, All right. Who's pitching the fifth game? Uh, was it Muller? Or was it, you know, was it a Noah? Was it, you know, we didn't know mm-hmm. Tucker Davidson. I mean, it was like somebody knew it was a tryout. But how nice is it when you know every fifth day exactly who is going to be pitching, right? The first guy saying all the way through because it starts to settle. Now, I wish we had that in the bullpen, but we've got injuries. We yeah. can't because I think that bullpen needs needs some help. You know, we need some guys to come back like Tyler Yates. So tell us about Tyler. I mean, have we heard anything about him? I heard he was kind of close. Do we know anything about him yeah, yet? Yeah, uh, he's uh, Matzik's getting closer to a rehab uh, with AAA. I think he was supposed to pitch the other night and it got rained out. So I think they're switching him over to, uh, to AAA Gwinnett. That'll be huge. He's obviously been gone longer than we thought uh, he would be initially. And then you've got Mike Soroka, Kirby Yates. They're down at the complex in Northport uh, working their way back. I talked to Mike, gosh, about a month ago, and he, he joked, he said, I've never been so excited to take PFP drills and bunt <laughs> covers of first base in my life. Uh, but the good news for Mike, you know, coming off that second Achilles surgery, he feels pretty good. He feels strong. Um, I think it'll be similar to a pitcher coming back from Tommy John where you've got to sort of have that first real test of pushing off the mound or going to cover a bunt or whatever it might be. Uh, so, you know, that could be a big, t- you know, first hurdle for him to overcome. So, you know, again, look, you've got a team playing their best baseball of the year. You're going to get Eddie Rosario back. You're going to get Mike Soroka back. You're going to get Kirby Yates back and Tyler Matzik back. I mean, that's talking about mm-hmm. four big pieces coming uh, two weeks before the trading deadline. So, you know, your, your trade deadline could start earlier internally uh, when you and get Ozzie. those kind of pieces back. And Ozzy as well. Yeah. Yeah. At some point and here in the next couple months. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so look, to me, I love the fact that you're, you're 20 and 5 to start the month of June, and you haven't been entirely healthy. Your bullpen has had some ups and downs. You're without Kenley Jansen now. We'll hope for good news on him coming up soon. Uh, but the fact that these guys always, it's that next man up mentality.
mentality, I think that's been mm-hmm. huge. That's that's sort of been the mo of this team, and it's been the reason they've been so so successful the last four and a half years. Would you attribute? this run on starting pitching on hitting or just all cylinders because obviously we just named a ton of guys that are out Mm -hmm. and this team is not in world series form right they're not intact and i'm sure of course the dodgers can say that the mets can say that but just our team we have a lot of holes right now but yet they're they're rc is doing a great job they're being filled right so what which one would you point to in this month of june that's just really tipped us over over the edge. You know, Greg, for me, I think it's just been a total team effort, right? Early this season, you said, well, okay, the top third of the order was getting on base. Bottom third was stranded them. You know, you were getting, you, the good news is you had a, a base runners all over the place. The bad news is there was nights where you were one for 15 with runners in scoring position and you'd leave a small army on base. Um, you're having timely hits with runners in scoring position. To me, you're catching the baseball a lot cleaner than you were. And like we talked about, Michael Harris, certainly a big reason why you're defense has stepped it up in a big way. Starting pitching's been consistent. You don't have that in and out. Okay, who, like you mentioned, who's that fifth starter? Heck, think back to the LCS and World Series, guys. I would go on to host the postgame show, and we would have to listen to Snit's audio, who's starting tomorrow night? This <laughs> right. is in the LCS and the World Series. Mm-hmm. We had no idea. Well, we'll figure it out when we get there. So, nice to have that one through five intact. Your lineup for the most part is consistent, even with Ronald in and out with these uh, you know, minor injuries. But uh, to me, I just think they're they're clicking on all cylinders and while they got off to a slow start they know what it's like to overcome a deficit in the division that's what they're looking at here again this year but man you put a really good month together and here you are all of a sudden you're within striking distance and still half the more than half the season to go moving forward well with the the one through five set as it is now i do want to talk about a little bit as we get further into the season particularly with strider Mm -hmm. i have to imagine that if i've got it right the most innings he's pitched in any season before has been 94 correct so how do you manage that down the stretch? Do you, if a Soroka comes back, do you, do you give a Kyle Muller a spot start here and there, or do you? I don't want to say you're not going to a six-man rotation, but do you kind of do you give Spencer some breaks here and there? Because I can't imagine that they're going to stretch him well, well beyond like what what he's done before. I don't know what their plan is there, but I would think that there's got to be some some plan in place for for them to maybe you want if he keeps contributing this way, you want him available in the postseason, right? No doubt. So you're going to probably they're probably going to have to give him some breaks here and there. Am I correct in that assumption? Oh, absolutely. I mean, Greg, you you can back me up on this if uh, if I'm wrong. Uh, typically, you would look at the innings pitched the year before and say, well, add about 15% to that. Well, if that's the case, you're looking at 110, 115 innings for Spencer. Now, I, I haven't heard of a hard cap limit on the innings you want to take him. You know, for me, I look at how successful he was in the bullpen. And if Mike Soroka comes back and I'm getting Mike Soroka type production in my rotation and I can take that arm of Spencer Spencer Strider and use it three times a week and just let him air it out for an inning at a time. I kind of like having that piece at my disposal. Now, there's also the the counter argument to that of if it ain't broke, don't fix it and right. just leave him right where he is because he has been so good in your rotation. Look, these are great problems to have. These are first world problems. There are uh, right. plenty of other GMs that would say, well, what are we going to do when a Mike? Sor- what are we going to do with this guy when Mike Soroka's back? <laughs> right. um, I know baseball always seems to you know work itself out, quote unquote. Uh, but you know, I could see a situation where whether it's skipping a start here 
here and there, whether it's moving him back to the bullpen for a little while, because again, now it's you weigh, where is he more effective for me? Is it every five days or is it using him three or four times a week in an inning at a time? And then that would certainly help uh, limit Mm -hmm. that workload. So, you know, again, the last thing you want to do is overtax this guy. He's already had Tommy John surgery when he was, you know, in in college and missed a year. So that's the last thing I want to see is have him have a step backwards and have another injury. Uh, But man, it's it's also that argument of, man, just ride the hot hand and see how far he can take you right now. Again, good problem to have. And I would agree. And I think the beauty of it is that as soon as Mike comes back, listen, Mike is a number one, if not a Cy Young candidate every year. He's got that kind of stuff, and there's nothing to show us that that won't be the case. I mean, let's face it, Achilles, you know, is something just weird. has nothing to do with your arm, has nothing to do with him mentally, has nothing to do with anything other than he just needs to get his innings back in. So let's say he comes back, you know, uh, middle of August. Spencer's going to be close to those, those amount of innings. And so if you want to protect him, which every GM I've ever seen that in today's game, they're going to they're gonna say, well, you know, we can only add so much percentage. You're going to put him right in the bullpen. Yeah. And he's going to finish out and play all through to the World Series again in the bullpen. And then you got Mike Soroka as a starter who's fresh, you know, uh, as can be. So that's exactly – I would imagine that's the game plan because mm-hmm. that's that fits – kind of what the world we live in right now and it would be great because then you know spencer whatever his uh whatever his future is with this organization they know he can do both and um and you got to let those other variables play out whether it's charlie morton's last year you know he would be an heir apparent to um to that position because you know ian's not going anywhere and and uh and you know mike still has time and and so it's just uh it's it's a great scenario, right? We love it because you're getting a you're getting an ace at the deadline, yeah. And that's really what it all accounts for. To me, the biggest issue is you know you got this whole outfield thing that you're trying to work out. You know where does Rosario fit in? We know what kind of player he is. You know is Adam really you know he's going to get less playing time because you hope that you know Eddie comes in and he starts doing what he can do. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there's a big problem with you know Michael Harris and Duvall and Rosario and and uh, how those guys all fit in, but. I to me, the biggest concern's got to be the bullpen mm-hmm. because they, this team seems like they're gonna, they're you're gonna be in every game again, which is how we felt last year. We're gonna be one run up, but how does the back end of the bullpen gonna gonna hang on to these games? The last thing this team wants to see are, are you know people struggling after we've gotten it to you know we're winning three to two, four to two, in the seventh, eighth, and ninth, and we don't know what to do. So that's where Alex might have to work his magic again if these guys don't come back healthy. So that's that's kind of me is the biggest concern, it looks like. Well, the nice thing is, too, you have Kirby Yates also. And I think there's probably a lot of Brave fans that go, wait a minute, Kirk, Kirby, when when did they get Kirby Yates? That's yeah, right. they signed him to that two-year deal uh, knowing he's coming off the injury. And all he did was it 2019, if I'm not mistaken, led the National League in saves. So, again, you're hoping that the Kenley injury, the heart issue, is something that's minor. He's dealt with this in the past, so his doctors certainly know how to handle this moving forward. But now you've got A.J. Minter in that spot. You've got Will Smith, who's your former closer. You'll get Matzik back. You throw Kirby Yates in there. And again, now it's it's almost an embarrassment of riches, which is, uh, a gr- again, a great situation to be in. One more about Soroka, too. I, when I talked to him, he said, I'm kind of looking at the silver lining of this whole thing. He goes, I'm only 24 years old, and I have two less years of wear and tear That's on my amazing. arm. So he'll be 25 coming up in August. I mean, you feel like Mike, I feel like he's 45 when I listen to him talk, know, but right. uh, you feel like he's been around forever, but he's only going to be 25 years old this summer so how can i get that job get paid for two years and not have to i don't know <laughs> i mean pitch like mike 
Roca can. <laughs> we'll sign you up right now. <laughs> I mean, they've been paying me to do radio for 11 years, and I haven't worked a day in my life. So I don't, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> a couple guys to, just to touch on here. Dansby and Olsen. Start with Olsen. I was impressed with him just when we saw him in spring training from day one, just watching him swing and on the backfield, just watching him take BP. I was just really, really impressed. I think I even talked about it when I came back from, uh, mm-hmm. from spring training here on the show. I said, I remember telling Greg, it's like, I've at least been around enough BP now that I can tell when there's like a, the ball makes a different sound. As Acuna usually has it pretty mm-hmm. much every time he's taking BP. And I said, Olsen had it. Like he just, those two sounded different to me than everybody else. And I was on those backfields for a couple weeks down there just watching guys while we were filming the the spring train dot so i feel like he's and i don't know i this could be me just in my head like the fan side of me just watching it and thinking this uh, who knows i feel like there's something about him that he looks much more comfortable now he feels seems like he's fitting in like maybe he's finally we're, we're about halfway through the season maybe he's kind of settled in a little bit better what, what are your impressions of where Matt Olson's at right now at this point in the season I love what we've seen from him Ricky I really do and, and look it's not easy to be the guy that replaces the guy right and uh, while Matt said all the right things at his introductory press conferences in the first few weeks here not it's only a kick a jump a block It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Trying to be Freddie Freeman. I think it's only human nature. You're going to put a little more pressure on yourself. You're replacing a former MVP, a World Series champ. You're playing on your hometown team. I'm sure he dreamed about this moment for for years as a kid playing and, and wearing the Atlanta Brave uniform. So uh, while he may not have wanted to admit it publicly, I'm sure there was a little bit of pressure on his shoulders. Biggest contract this franchise has ever handed out goes to Matt Olson. So we're not used to seeing these big mega deals come uh, you know here in Atlanta. I mean it, they've done such a nice job of of when you look at Acuna and I the team-friendly deals, to sign Matt Olson that quickly after the trade, I think it's, uh, you know, again, I think there was a little pressure on his shoulders. And I think that what we saw from Freddie when he was here this past weekend, the emotion coming out, I think while that was probably a move-on point for Freddie, it very well could have been a move-on point for Matt Olson as well, where, you know what, okay, it is just about baseball now. It's not about who's who or who's where or, you know, this or that. It's about, okay, it's the 2022 Braves, okay? They're coming off a World Series title. We're trying to do it again. And I think that, you know, again, there's a lot that goes into the move and a different coast. And, you know, I'm sure he has a lot more uh, fa- you know, family in the building, a lot more ticket requests than he would get at the mm-hmm. uh, Oakland Coliseum over the years. So um, I think that, you know, I think things have slowed down for him. Like the doubles numbers were there. Now we're starting to see the ball go out of the ballpark. Heck, the month of June, he's got half his home runs. Six of his 12 home runs have come in the last 20, 23, 24 days. So uh, it's been good to see the ball flying out of the ballpark. And uh, while some fans early on were probably saying, wait, we thought this guy was going to hit 40 bombs this year. He's still on target to hit, you know, 25 to 35 when all said and done. And that's a pretty darn good year when you factor all the other extra base hit numbers that are going to go along with it. I know the RBI aren't there, but that's not his fault. There's nothing he can no. do if there's nobody on base when he climbs up to the plate. Yeah, I thought it was a good sign that in that third game, granted the Braves ended up losing it, but Freddie comes up, hits the, gets the base hit that I guess gave the Dodgers the lead, if I remember correctly. Yep. And I thought it was... 
maybe I'm overanalyzing this, but I thought in the bottom of the inning, Olsen to come right back and eat with the equalizer, yeah. as, they, as our fo- friends in football say. Yeah. Uh, to, to, I thought that was a big step because I don't care who you are. I've never been in that spot, but that has to be the pressure of that. All of the emotion, all that stuff that happened in those three days, which was quite, a, quite something to see. And then the guy steps up there, the guy that used to be here, the guy you're replacing steps up on Sunday night baseball. It's, gets a hit to put his new team ahead. And you step right up, and then you get a hit to tie it right back. Mm-hmm. That's got to feel good. And that's got to be, I don't care who you are, there's got to be pressure, a little bit more pressure in that moment, I would think. so. And then he followed that up with two home runs in his <laughs> next game last last night, which is also nice to see. Yeah, I mean, it's been, look, he's he's fit in well uh, from yeah. day one. I, I think that he's an easygoing guy. He told me how easy this clubhouse was to fit in. And how many guys have we heard that from over the years? They come here to Atlanta and go, man, I walked in the room. I felt like I belonged from the very first moment. Michael Harris told me it. Uh, some of the other young guys that have come up over the last few years have said how welcoming this bunch is. So I think there's something to be said about that clubhouse chemistry, that culture that they have off the field here where guys come in and you know what? Hey, it's just about baseball. Let's go out there and have some fun. And I think that's why that transition has been so easy for so many guys over the years. Yeah, I think the coaching staff, they play a a big part of that too. Those guys are phenomenal. You think about Walt and EY and and, uh, Wash. They're just, they're super quality guys. And I think that helps. And of course, you know, you got Snit at the helm. So I think that plays a part, and then you got to look at your clubhouse and see those guys that you want to play with. I've been on teams where that wasn't the case, so it's not like they're just saying that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's a that's a real thing, and you always want to feel comfortable because your job is to perform at a high level. And if you're worried about this other stuff and something's hindering from me, like you said, adjusting because all your family's here. That's a real thing. I mean, I, I grew up in Knoxville, come here to Atlanta and getting phone calls every week. Hey, guess what? I'm in Atlanta. I'd love to see you. you know, I mean, it just wears on you sure. for a while because you're not used to that. You're in Oakland. I played in Oakland, too. And nobody being in Oakland. <laughs> right? Nobody's coming to Oakland. <laughs> so it would be easier to fill ticket requests. <laughs> that's right. Come on you, out. Got yeah. whatever you need. Yeah. <laughs> come on out. Uh, so anyway, so my last question for you would be, um, is there any chance that we uh, would get a deal done with Dansby before the season's in? Well, look, I, I think yeah, the numbers he's putting up, it becomes, okay, does he want to test the waters? Does he want to see what's out there? Or does he want to continue to play in his own backyard as well? Um, I do think there's a possibility. Now, that being said, you also look at the, the free agent market this offseason. Mm-hmm. you got Trey Turner. I, I think we all can agree Carlos Correa is probably going to opt out and go back onto the open market once again. So we all looked at last offseason as the, uh, the offseason of the shortstop, and then you're going to see that again here this year. So, uh, look, the numbers that Dansby has put up the last couple of years, and especially after a slow start. I mean, again, you want to talk about pressure. You're going into your walk year. You have the same representation as the guy who was just here for 12 years, and the team, you know, moves well, on in a maybe. different direction. Well, maybe. We correct. don't really know yet, right? <laughs> right. It's a fluid maybe. situation. It's, yeah, there's a lot of... Yeah. As, as Domino always says on the pregame show, a lot of stuff's written in pencil these days. Not a lot of stuff's in pen. You need a lot of erasers. But yeah, look, I think there's certainly a possibility. Now, again, the question becomes, does he want to test what's out there or does he like being here and I frankly think he likes being here I think he likes the surroundings the ballpark the team uh, the the window of opportunity to win I think that's important too for guys at that point in their career where okay I could go on I could go make more money elsewhere but is there a chance to win and as it and let's be honest Dansby's still a relatively young player he's already got a World Series ring and what do you want after you get one you want another one and then you want another one after that he's got to look at this situation here and go look this is the spot right this is where mm-hmm. this is where I'm going to have my 
best opportunity, at least for the next three, four, five years with this core that's intact. So yeah, I, I could certainly see that being a situation that gets done unless on the other side, he wants to go out there and, and see what, what could be available. But uh, I think there's a lot for him to like about this situation. And I don't expect him to go anywhere anytime yeah. soon, to be honest. Well, with I hope if he's learned anything, he's learned that he better find out exactly what his mm-hmm. agent's saying and um, and better know exactly what's going on and just not blindly leave it to somebody else because that that if that's true, of course, we don't know all the ins and outs of how it all went down, but um, you want to make sure, and that's, you know, I've had representation before and I wanted to make sure that that person was telling me everything exactly that was going on and that I was abreast of everything. Yeah. So hopefully that happens. And of course, yeah, you said, I mean, Dansby's just been, I think if there's one person, if you think about the veterans on the team, he's he's been leading the charge yeah. as far as just day in and day out with his defense and with what, what he's doing with a bat he's definitely probably one of the mvps on this team or probably the mvp so far on this team I would think for the se- for a half a season, that would be my vote. Well, and again, he got off to a slow start, so pressure on his shoulders for him to turn it around the way he has, mm-hmm. you got to give him a lot of credit. And uh, that's not an easy situation no. to be in when you. Well, I mean, that scoreboard is gigantic, and those numbers are staring right at you when you climb in the box. And you know, these guys all know their numbers uh, at the end of the day. So uh, it, it's been fun to watch. And again, for him to do it now at the top of the order, where as opposed to earlier this season, he was hitting at the bottom of your order. Uh, it's been it's been great to see. And again, go back to last season, the numbers he put up. He nearly had a 30 homer season. I don't know if any of us expect him to do that again. I don't need Dansby to hit 30 home runs on this team, but just keep doing what you're doing. Put the ball in play, move runners along, come up with big knocks, clutch mm-hmm. moments late in games. There's, well, look at all his hits. Yeah. They're either center field to right center to right field. That's when you know a guy is on his game because you can't, early on in his career, it was pull, pull, pull. You yeah. know, they were pitching him inside and he tried to pull everything. But when he started becoming an all-star in my book and when he started being one of the best hitters on the team is when he his power still you know center field but you know any, all these guys can go out any way they yeah. want to right but when you see him hitting the ball dead center and then he's driving the ball I mean he ball he hit last night line drive to, to first base I mean that kind of stuff you're they can't just throw that slider every time and, right. and and him miss it by a foot. So he's made major adjustments. Like I said, it's a lot easier. It's a lot easier to hit down at the bottom of the lineup mm-hmm. because you know you're 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 down there for a reason. But then when you get up there where you know the game's on the line and you're getting more at bats and and people are you know they got their best pitchers facing you it's a lot tougher and he's he's definitely stepping up but when I watch him it's all about his approach it's how he's driving the ball and 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 letting the ball get deep on him and he's driving it the other way but uh, yeah I've just been very impressed with him the last two years I wasn't sure if that was ever going to happen you know when I watched him his first few years I was like "Eh, I don't know I mean I like the way he plays defense he's got that little little edge he plays with but I just don't know if he's going to be a big league hitter and you know he's continued to get better so he's adjusted so i don't know if he's list who he's listening to but he's definitely gotten better it's been good to see it's definitely helping this team all right last question and probably the most important question what position will you demand to play at fantasy camp <laughs> oh. in january 2023 let me tell you something there will be no demand anywhere. <laughs> I, will, 
<laughs> I, look, I, you guys know you I got to get drafted now. Well, I, yeah. What are you going to get drafted as? What I, do you want to play? I just don't want to pitch. That's the oh, only really? Thing well, but so but, what's your number one position? You know what? I like playing up the middle. I like playing short and second. I really do. Okay. I played third as a kid. I don't know if I want to go out there at third uh, facing some of these guys. That they, <laughs> I don't know if I can stay in there. I would probably dive out of the way of a line drive before I try to go spirit. <laughs> but no, I like playing up the middle. I'm not probably tall enough to play first base, but uh, I enjoy playing first as well. I'll play the outfit. Look, I'm a team player. As I tell my seven-year-old son, he's playing in a summer sandlot league, and they had a game last Friday night, and if his coach, Chris Porter, is listening, I apologize because they asked him if he wanted to catch one inning, and he made a big scene. I said, Max, that guy is your coach, and if he tells you to go catch an inning, because they're moving him around. It's Mm -hmm. just fun. They're not keeping score. It's just go out and play. And I said, Max, if they want you to catch, you're going to go catch. If they want you to play right field, you're playing right. I don't care. When they tell you where to go, so that's the mindset I'm having as well. So whoever the coaching staff is going to be on this uh, fantasy uh, camp team, I am happy to go anywhere you want what's, me. What's the speed like? <laughs> you looked at me? I'm deceiving. I do have calves. I do have big calves, so I can, I'm kind of like, it takes me a little while Deceptive to get moving. speed. I, well, I'll tell you this much. I'm a little slow right now. Uh, I went uh, to Field of Dreams uh, a couple of weeks, on Father's Day weekend, went out to Chicago, and then went to Field of Dreams with my son, mm. stayed overnight in the house, which is just the most incredible wow. thing. But we're out there playing, and <clears throat> might have had a couple of bourbons in us, and we're taking batting practice, <laughs> and we're running around, talking trash to the kids, and I'm trying to leg out an infield single and I lunged for the bag and I hit my heel kind of funny on it. It didn't hurt so bad Saturday night, but man, I've kind of been hobbling around on this thing for a week. So Based on that alone, you will fit right in. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's right. You know, I've, I've been told I'll be one of the better athletes, which is not saying a whole lot. Well, I think on that Wednesday or Thursday, well, Thursday he'll come on the podcast because we do a live podcast oh, at Fantasy yeah, Game right. and then we'll get the lowdown on how you're actually feeling. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I'm trying to stay out of uh, the kangaroo court. I'm trying to mind my You're, P's and Q's. I'm just trying to have a good time. You won't avoid kangaroo. <laughs> no, no, I can no, tell, no, no, Just no. go ahead and just push that out of your mind. That ain't happening. <laughs> can we already point out that somebody's already in trouble? Have you seen this on the uh, on the Fantasy Camp no, Facebook page? No, I have not looked in a while. Somebody's wife posted, my husband wants to know if he can bring metal cleats. And boy, that set people off. <laughs> Wait a minute. You're having your wife ask what kind of wow, cleats you can Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so we're you, six months out and see, or somebody's already, first day one. Someone's already in trouble. Man. Yeah. Well, you know, that's uh, wives can get you in trouble, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, we we'll, we'll, we'll address that in kangaroo court, I'm sure, when that comes up. Look, I'm all just... right. Who was who was it? You need to stand up. Just go ahead. Um, whose wife was it that asked the question? I'm sure there'll be a screen grab taken and put yeah. up on a big board. I'm somewhere. sure they're already saved it. No, but all kidding aside, I'm very very. And now, the, what is the protocol here? Like, do, do I need to hit the elliptical and do I need to start working out or like is this like spring training in the past where you go to get in shape? No, How does this work? No, because see, you're over. How old are you? I just turned 40. Okay, so you're over 40 now. You will be over 40 by the time. So keep this in mind. Most injuries occur when you start. So think about that first swing uh-huh. and you and you hit a ground ball to shortstop. You have to explode out of the box <laughs> and that's when the muscles are not used to it. So the elliptical does not help you with that. The hamstring's so going to explode. You, <laughs> you need to do like uh, the uh, suicide shuttles, oh, right? So you're Lord. explosive stuff. So think about it. you need to uh, swing the bat Mm-hmm. Right, and then you need to throw. Right. So that's the thing is that you've got those rotator cuff muscles that are got to fire as well. Mm-hmm. So you think about exploding because that adrenaline gets going. You're going to want to throw the ball harder than you normally would. Uh-huh. And so if you're not prepared, that thing will just go. Right. So you need to, you need to make sure you throw some. All right. And then think about like fielding and throwing, and oh, yeah. and then you need to like swing and and sprint out of the box, you know, after you've gotten in shape a little bit. But I think from my experience of 
12 years of seeing fantasy camp, I see more hammies blow out, oh, Lord. you know, right when you get out of the box, <laughs> you know, and then they're spending the whole camp. Uh-huh. I mean, we've got some great stories. I mean, I, I don't know <laughs> what to share with you, but uh, I'll, I'll tell you this one story. And this guy won an Ironman award for us one year. He's at, he's playing up the middle and there's a play at the plate. So he's got to do the relay. Yeah. Well, when he went to do the relay, uh, his finger got in the way Uh-oh. and the ball hit around the tip and the bone popped out. Oh. Okay. So then he goes to the emergency room after the game and he comes back the next day and he plays the rest of camp. Come and he on. did not miss – he missed the inning that he got hurt and then went to the emergency room, but then he did not miss the rest of <laughs> rest of camp. So, But, see, that had nothing to do with fantasy camp. That was just him not catching the ball properly, yeah. right? He just – Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Forgot to use his glove instead of his hand, you know, or his hand instead of his glove. So um, anyway, so, but yeah, if I was to encourage you to do one thing, that would be to uh, do some sprints. Okay. And then make sure you throw enough. Oh, boy. And you're not going to pitch, so really it's just getting it shortstop, being able to throw across the diamond or second base. And But I'm telling you what, we have a great time. And um, But that's just to keep you where you can keep having a good time. Yeah, yeah. I can tell you that. I can vouch for the evenings. There's plenty of good recovery that happens in the evenings. And some <laughs> for, a lot for, of rehab for, going on for, tonight. For those who choose on deep into the night every yeah. night. Uh, and that that's especially fun. And it gets you through. I'll it's just a different type of shape. A couple cold beers, put them on wherever is aching. <laughs> yeah. Whatever's good for you. And yeah. No, I'm, I'm – I'm, I'm excited. I don't know who's more excited though, guys, me or my son, Max, because I told him about nice. it and I said, you can come, I'm going to take him out of school. Like this is, I'm so excited for this. I said, you're coming with me. And he goes, you're going to be a Braves player for a week. I said, uh, kind of, <laughs> but not really. But I said, uh, you know, we're going to have a blast, but he is, he's on cloud nine about this whole thing. So I'll just have, he'll be my catch partner for a few nice. weeks and we'll, we'll get oh, things. He'll love it. We'll you, get things. You might in. ask him for help. Say, Hey, can you help get dad in shape? Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, Oval's a shape, right? <laughs> I'm in shape. It's just not the right kind, I don't think, you know? Love it. Well, Kev, thanks for taking the time, as always. We yeah. very much appreciate it. Check uh, check out Kevin and Domino every day on the pregame show, Atlanta Braves Radio Network, 680 The Fan, and the postgame show and the wrap-up show. You can call in, talk to Kev yourself. You can. So Most nights, Oh, wow, I think. y'all have call Oh, oh yeah. You yeah. never, you never oh, we'll after, get you to call I don't stay up that late. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> but anyway, at Kevin McAlpin on Twitter, and uh, as always, we really appreciate it, buddy. Thanks Enjoy for coming it. over. Thanks for having me, fellas. Appreciate it.